Hello and welcome to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. We are in 2020 and this is the first episode for season two. I have 51 episodes in season one filled with outstanding experiences from some outstanding and amazing youth leaders, youth experts, youth pastors, youth directors that you can really gain something from. Episode 36, Are You the Big Dog or the Little Dog? with Pastor Don Keel, where we really talk about mentorship and being an effective youth leader in the local church. Or You Are Enough, episode 37, talking about mental health and ministry with Obel Million. Or talking about camp ministry with Pastor Todd Casey in episode 34. Uh, There is so many episodes that you can learn from uh, episode 19 with Pastor Paulo Tenorio, who is the youth director from Texas, which is a really interesting episode as well, where he gives his experience and how even though he is a youth director for a massive conference with a massive budget, still he has to work through the obstacles of getting things passed and accepted. So we can learn so much by listening to those episodes. If you want to check them out, feel free to do so. I would like to ask you for a favor. Please send me some feedback. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know how I can help you better. Feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram at youth underscore mentor 101. That's youth underscore mentor 101. Feel free to share and post this podcast to your friends or to your fellow youth leaders feel free to subscribe to it on apple Podcasts, stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts Uh, feel free to give a rating and a review as well especially on apple Podcasts, so we can help reach other people now this week i sit down with pastor ron whitehead who is the executive director for the north american division International Pathfinder Camporee. As many Pathfinders normally call this Oshkosh because it is held in Oshkosh, Wisconsin every five years. This past August, the theme was Chosen where they talked a lot about David. And in 2024, they will be talking about Moses and the theme is Believe the Promise. Pastor Ron Whitehead has years, decades, of amazing, unbelievable youth ministry experience. So I hope you listen and learn something as much as I did speaking with him. So we'll get to that episode right after this ad. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. I am graced by the presence of Pastor Ron Whitehead, who is the CYE Director, Lake Union Youth Director, and also what most people might know him as, is the Executive Director for the International Campery that is held every five years at Oshkosh, Wisconsin, 2024's. Uh, theme is Believe the Promise. So how you doing today, Pastor? Doing great. Uh, all those titles make me exhausted. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope I don't have to do work in all those areas, but uh, they're all about uh, making sure people know, especially young people know, that Jesus loves them. 
Amen. Amen. So, Pastor, could you let us know a little bit about your journey through ministry that led you to all those titles? Yeah, that's an insightful question. Uh, you know, how does God lead us individually? What destiny does he have for us that we don't even see when we're in our 20s, uh, teens? And uh, so that question's insightful. I would say my background's business, so I, I had a passion. My dad had a business background, so I, I did a lot of business degree uh, studies. And then I was at a summer camp, and uh, at that location, when I had time to slow down and think about God, uh, I said, you know, why go and sell products of the planet? Why not wow. highlight and sell something that's eternal? Wow. And and I thought, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I went back and tried uh, theology, even though I thought a lot of the f people I knew in theology on my campus were very boring people. They had like 10-piece suits on. Uh -huh. They carried 12 Bibles in, in one arm. Wow. And, and they never smiled. Uh, <laughs> in my business classes, everybody smiled. There was a lot of energy. Uh, everybody was comfortable with uh, whatever they wore. And uh, acceptance was very high. So there was a stereotyping I had to kind of uh, work through. Uh, but I did that pretty rapidly because I just settled, it settled on me that God wanted me to sell more than things of the planet. Wow. Wow. If I can use business terms, sell yeah. in the context. I mean, we're not selling Christ, but we are introducing people to Jesus, you know. Wow. That's that's really, really amazing. I, I love how you mentioned that you weren't interested in ministry because no one was smiling. Yeah. But anyone who knows you, you're always smiling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I can't help myself. It, it, is it is it a natural thing? But is it also intentional that you want to show that serving God is a joy? Yeah. You know, I think I got that from my mom. Uh, she came from a large family. They're very uh, poor. Wow. Um, they'd had to go down the railroad tracks to pick up coal that was, uh, fell out of the, the trains back in the day. And because of that, she had a giving spirit because she came from nothing. And mm. over a period of time, she acquired some quote status and some finance and things, but she never forgot her roots. And she made oh. sure I knew what her roots were and, and to treat everyone, uh, the same no matter who they are. And part of treating people uh, with respect and dignity is show them a smile, you know, put your hand out, wow. give a handshake. And she taught me that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me ask some questions of, of course, of uh, Oshkosh, which is something yes. people love to attend. It's one of the, it's the <laughs> biggest youth event um, in the, our denomination. And, um, you, of course, being the executive director, get one of those badges uh, that tell you tell people that you're allowed access to everywhere. But there's something that was in green or green badge, but something written in white on it. <laughs> and I was just wondering if you could tell the people what was written there. Yeah. For those that might not be familiar with Oshkosh Campery, we have lanyards and we identify certain people that are running the Campery with the lanyard and their name and their title. So um, I had a unique lanyard made for just me. In one side, it said executive director of the chosen international Pathfinder Camperie. And that's, I'm excited about that title. Uh, but 
sometimes when you have that title, you take some uh, uh, some uh, criticism, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually normal f- for leadership. By yeah. the way, this is a leadership podcast, so if you're leading, get ready for something. That's right. You, you know, somebody's not happy. Even yeah. when Christ led a group, it, someone was criticizing him oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. within the group, you know. So welcome to leadership. So I have fun at Campery because uh, when someone walks up to me and says, this is the most amazing gathering on the planet. Oh, I'm just feeling closer to Jesus. I'm having so much fun. I'm meeting people from all over the world. This is like heaven on earth. And I, I keep my little lanyard out and it says, Ron Whitehead, Executive Director, International you know, Pathfinder Campery. I said, yeah, I'm part of the team. I'm part of the group that's part of this. Thank you for that affirmation. I yeah. believe God's leading us, and, and I agree with you. It's very special. Wow, yeah. Or somebody walks up to me and says, oh, this is the worst Campery I've ever attended. The weather's just not right. The ground's too hard. I'm sleeping on it. I don't know what you guys did with the ground. It's just too hard. I'm just not happy. I, I see too many people. I mean, if it could just be me and Bambi here, you know, I, I would like the Campery a lot better. And and I say, you know what? I agree with you. I have no idea why they made the ground so hard and why all these people showed up. I have no idea why the weather's not perfect. And I put my little uh, lanyard around the other side, and it says, I'm just a volunteer. Wow. So when someone's criticizing, I say, you know what? I'm just a volunteer. Yeah. I don't know why they do this. This yeah. is, I agree. It's a big mess out here, you know, <laughs> but if they like the campery, I flip my little lanyard around. Yeah. I'm part of the team wow. that helped make this happen. Me and a bunch of other people, you know, I mean, uh, so it's just, it's a way I, uh, kind of cope with, uh, uh, criticism in a humorous way because yeah. I don't mind criticism by the way. And I don't mind negative comments. Uh, but I, I think how we share those comments with each other, we can do it in a, a polite way, in a yeah. dignified way, instead of an ugly way with our voices and our, our body language. And so I use that lanyard as a way to disarm someone that's basically too wound up about something. Mm. They're, they're, maybe their blood sugar's off or I yeah. don't know what's going on in their personal life. So I just use that lanyard as a way to kind of take the edge off, say, I hear what you're saying. You know, we need to try to fix that for you. Wow, wow. Uh, thank you for sharing that with me. And I mean that. I, I, I like hearing people's uh, constructive negative comments because yeah. it makes us better. Wow. Uh, I, I took it as a way of when some leader like myself sees it, it's, wow, the executive director of Oshkosh is humble enough to just say he's just part of a team. And I think that's something I see in your leadership style that – you recognize that it's a completely huge team effort at Oshkosh and that intentionality that you bring to that is great leadership skills that everyone should learn from. So (laughs) thank you for that. Well, that's affirming. And thank you for noticing that. But what you stated is accurate. In addition to what I just mentioned earlier, my little story to, to use humor, to disarm people that are too uh, anxious about different topics but it is true what you just said. You know, we're all volunteers for the campery. Uh, I pay my $195 personally out of wow. my pocket so I can attend Campery Oshkosh. And that's just like all our medical staff, all our security safety staff. Every club director pays their registration ticket. Everybody on stage that you see, wow. uh, the music, everybody pays a ticket so they can be a part of the campery. Because 
there's no one above each other. We have different titles to make yes. the event happen, but we're not above each other. We just yeah. have different assignments to make the ministry effective. Wow, wow. That's a, that's a very interesting fact. I think people will be interested to know that, that everyone is equal and everyone pays the registration fee. Uh, so that's, that's awesome. So, um, yeah. And pastor Dan Jackson, our division president, he, he knows about our philosophy. And in fact, he's part of the board here at Seaway and he agrees with it and he paid his ticket too. And for he and his wife. And, and so pastor Wilson, Ted Wilson, our, our general conference president, he paid his ticket, wow. was happy to pay it. Wow. He wants to be with everybody else to support yeah. the Camp Riyashkash. So we're all in the same, uh, supportive role of each other. Wow. Um, another follow-up question to Oshkosh. It's, there's a lot of intentional planning, a lot of hard work. Um, could you give us like a little insight in what happens right after a camper? Like what kind of planning is beginning now for 2024? Ah, uh, 2024. Yes. Well, we're doing two things right now. We're trying to shut down uh, 2019 chosen international Pathfinder Capri. It takes about six months, eight months okay. to actually put it to rest. And we have to, all the warehouse materials and all the detail that we have to, the finances of it and everything. But at the same time of putting that one to bed, so to speak, we have to, we're very intentional in thinking heavy. In fact, two hours this morning, we were working on 2024 Campari wow. already believe the promise. And what we're working on is, how are we going to pull off some of the special effects for the story of Moses? Uh, so we're already okay. in production discussions about how we can deliver that amazing story at a high level of, of impact for the pathfinders that are coming and planning to come from around the world. Awesome. Uh, an interesting question, kind of maybe humorous, is that I really want to ask is you and the team or a certain level of team know what the theme is going to be at the current campery. So you knew it was believe the promise at chosen with uh, movies, having spoilers taken out in, right. in journalism in these days. How do you keep that secret under wraps <laughs> with so many people knowing what the next theme is. It is true. We have what's called an executive committee, uh, executive advisory committee for the Camp Riyashkosh. And this group of high level uh, leaders gives uh, input to presentations that we make to them about where we're going. They don't uh, create things, but they get presentations and they, they agree with it and support it. Or they say, mm, you need to go back to the drawing board and tweak that whether it's the bas baptism service, world record events, whatever we're doing, you know, they give direct input to what we deliver at Camp Rhee. So about a year before wow. Camp Rhee, Oshkosh, we bring to them the theme, options, more than one, and we bring to them logo options to mm. look at. And, uh, and we have a very closed-door discussion no one can enter the room. No one can exit the room. Mm -hmm. No one can use their phones. They're all checked in. You know, there's everything's just like what Hollywood do, would do with a yeah. major uh, production. They, uh, I've gone to Mel Gibson's, uh, you know, uh, some of his movies. Wow. Uh, you know, 
with uh, DOS and all, and they make you check things in at the door. We yeah. do the same thing, you know, wow. devices. We don't have any device in the room. So we have a prayer time discussion, prayer time discussion, prayer time, a lot of candid discussion, uh, a lot of debates, even uh, healthy arguments about thoughts and direction, about the words that we choose, like believe the promise. Okay. You know, you can choose the promise. You can, mm. you can uh, find the promise. You can, no, it's about believing the promise because the mm. promised land is something we can believe in. Yeah. Not just the promised land in the, the days of Moses, but the promised land promised us uh, in yes. Revelation and throughout Scripture. You know, it's yeah. believe the promise. Wow. He's coming back. Wow. There is a place called heaven. Spelled Amen. with a capital H, not small H. Amen. I get that gripes me when the Bible and other places spell heaven with small H because it's a real place, like yes. Denver, like uh-huh. Detroit. Come on, <laughs> it's capital H, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yes, there's a blood pack, so speak, in that room okay. before we leave. Right. We promise each other not to tell anyone. Okay. Our spouses, we're very careful wow. about the logo design with the website people we work with. They have to sign a document that they would not. Uh, expose that uh, logo to anywhere in the world. So when you go to Oshkosh and you see the reveal on Saturday night at the end of the program, there's only about 15 people in the whole world that knows what that theme's going to be. Wow. Wow. And and that was the question I was looking for, that there was a document that they do sign. So there is repercussions. So There is. Uh, wow. Serious. Wow. It is. Wow. It's, we take that very seriously. It, wow. Because it's part of the the excitement and the it, yeah. you would have to be on the stage with me. It, can yeah. I take a minute to tell you what it's like? Yes, yes, please. To be a part of the reveal, uh, I thanked our club directors, their staff, the pastors that were with them, pastors back home and the churches back home that support these clubs. You know, I did a thank you, and of course our conference and union division leadership and some others. But after the thank yous, we go to the reveal. And when we go to the reveal, uh, this one was quite unique. We, uh, we put it up to the screen. There's a lot of people asking me, what's going to be the next story? Where are we going next? Uh, what's the theme? You know, what, where are we going? Everybody had an opinion. But when it was introduced on the giant screens, uh, you would have to, when I started to introduce it, it was like a, a, a mass uh, breath that was taken in the audience of yes. the 55 plus thousand. Yes. They just, oh, you know, okay, here we go. Everybody's ready. Yeah. It was just, you could feel like the, the air just kind of left the, yeah. the presence around me. And then when it revealed Moses, there was a sound wave. I've never experienced this. And I've been to a lot of events, Indy 500 events. I've been to large events all over the planet, but I've never experienced this. There was a sound wave when Moses was revealed to this group that Saturday night, that a sound wave just came like it, just like a wave notion just came forward from the audience and you just felt it physically on my body as people reacted in a positive way. Wow. We're going to the story of Moses. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And someone, for someone who was in the audience, and screaming their lungs out. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the most anticipated moments. It, it, it's bittersweet because it's the end. Yeah. But it's something I was really looking forward to. And it's really interesting how you guys, um, how the team keeps it tightly wound so no one can know and gets the, that surprise is such a, an awesome surprise. So <laughs> it is one of the best kept secrets in the Adventist church until that moment. That's wow. right. 
Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so as the CYE director, um, could you give us a little input into what this office does and its purpose and its mission? Yeah, it's it's hard to, uh, first of all, the title, Center for Youth Evangelism. We're the only seminary in the world that has a center for youth evangelism where students that are studying for ministry can not only uh, study about youth ministry topics, but they can experience it at the same time. For instance, we had many seminary students help us to manage and run Oshkosh Campari. Yeah. And they, get the, they had a chance to experience a large event, organizational skills, volunteerism, budgeting, marketing, finance, all, all kinds of things related to Campari Oshkosh. Or at the seminary here, we teach them how to do a mission trip. Every Every young adult that's involved in, in youth ministry is going to have to lead a mission trip, domestic or international. Mm-hmm. So we here at the center give them the chance not just to study the topic in a classroom. That's mm-hmm. fine. But we actually put them on a trip and have them take a mentor with them, and they learn to run uh, mission trips at a high level of uh, impact on yeah. the participants and the people receiving the services of a mission trip. Uh, how to run the budgets, the safety issues, again, how to, uh, you know. <laughs> we'll get back to the episode with Pastor Ron in just a second. I just wanted to highlight something that's actually happening in the Lake Union in February, February 14th to 16th, and that is Courageous, the Lake Union Youth Evangelism Congress. It will be held in Shipsawana, Indiana. And you can register now. All you have to do is go to lucyouth.org. That is lucyouth.org. It should be a power-packed weekend with Justin Koo being the featured keynote speaker. So we hope to see you there. Register now. And back to the episode with Pastor Ron. Manage ground transportation and yeah. uh, all those kind of things personalities that when you put people together uh, how do you manage a group uh, in a different location at a distance so center for youth evangelism if you can think of a way that youth and young adults can share the gospel of jesus christ with the world we're here to support that and not only seminary students but that's young adults around the world we work with different divisions around the world because we're uh, Andrews University. We're the general conference institution. Mm-hmm. So I travel different parts of the planet to help other leaders be more effective. And the wow. center's the base for that operation. Wow. Wow. Uh, and um, I know for a fact you're very busy here. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite interesting to have a little sight of how much work and impact that you have uh, around the world with what you do with youth evangelism and youth ministry. So let me ask you this question. Why do you love youth ministry so much? I, I don't think it was a choice. I mm. think it's something God put into my DNA, I, wow. my spiritual DNA. I just think different people are called for different ministry purposes. Uh, some, they're called for ministry purpose to deal with finance. They're yeah. good at it. They should just do finance only, you yeah. know? Some are called for adventure ministry. Mm-hmm. They are the, at their best when they're just talking to little people, you know? Mm-hmm. Some are better 
at ministry maybe when they're working with young adults. Yeah. They don't do so good with teenagers, mm. but they do much better with the, the young adult crowd. Yeah. I believe in our spiritual DNA, each one of us, if, we're, if we take the time to connect to God and ask him to reveal to us who we really are yeah. and what we can really accomplish with our lives and our talents that are, are gifts of the Spirit, I believe each one of us has a special calling and, and, and unique abilities to do extraordinary things for the kingdom. So many people, though, don't explore that spiritual uh, uh, priority for their life, yeah. and they just go through life busy but not effective, wow. and there's a big difference. Wow. A lot of people in youth ministry are busy, yes. but they're not affected because they didn't find their sweet spot. Yes. And I believe, you know, God will bless us no matter what, but I think he has a, a special level of impact he wants us to make individually uh, wow. in other people's lives. So back to your question, I don't think I had a choice. I think I've always, but I'm a unique uh, person. I like little kids, yeah. middle-sized kids, and I yes. like adult, young adults. Yes. Uh, I'll work with older adults. That's fine. In fact, I'm an older adult now. Yeah. You know, so I, I have to like the people uh, my age, you know. Yes. But my heart, my passion, and what drives me every day and gets me up and is what I think about as I, I put my head down is, is children, youth, and young adults, yeah. how we can help them know how much Jesus loves them. And because of that love for them, once they, that light turns on, uh, they'll use their lives to reflect Jesus to the world. Wow, wow. Um, going on to mentorship, which you mentioned a few times, uh, especially with uh, the seminarians who attend here. Um, as a mentor, which I know you are, um, how do you mentor youth directors and youth ministry experts that come to you for advice? How, how do you mentor them? Yeah, I think the, the whole mentor, I'll tell you what I think is most effective with mentoring is uh, is that the person, sometimes we get assigned people that we're supposed to mentor. Yeah. I think that's the worst way to mentor someone. Wow. I think someone that, uh, the best way to mentor someone is someone comes to you mm -hmm. as a person blessed with knowledge, and they come to you personally, and they they explain to you why they want you in their lives. So it should be coming, I think, but not from the master to the, you know, the teacher to the student. Yeah. It should be from the student to the teacher. Uh, yes. That's, that's the most effective form of mentoring, in my wow. opinion. Wow. And mentoring, in my opinion, is about relationship. Mm. If, if I'm going to mentor someone, but I don't know really who they are, where they came from, I don't know their joys and their struggles. I don't really know the person. Mm -hmm. All I'm doing is transferring knowledge to them, yeah. you know, professional knowledge. I think uh, that's not a strong mentorship, uh, effective men mentorship relationship. Uh, those are my thoughts about mentoring, mentorship. Yeah, and right. so I'm always looking for people that I connect to that seeks me out because it's not appropriate for me to go, in my opinion, to go identify, I want to mentor you. I no, I think it needs to come the other direction. Gotcha. Those wow. are my thoughts. Wow. Wow. So, Pastor Ron, I am so grateful and thankful that you came onto this podcast for us. Um, 
as I usually do at the end of the podcast, I give it to the guests to give some motivational words or words of encouragement to those who are feeling the call to youth ministry. Maybe there's somebody who's in business class right now who's being called to ministry and uh, just needs that extra word of encouragement, if you could give that for us. Sure. Uh, I'll start with your uh, thought. Uh, you know, business uh, principles we need in ministry, uh, a lot of pastors lose their effectiveness because they are poor managers of finance and and organizational skills are lacking. And I believe those are things that God wants for all of us in ministry and leadership, especially youth, young adult ministry. Um, but my encouragement is uh, no matter what your degree, your background, no matter... Uh, your skill sets, God has a special calling on your life and a purpose, a spiritual purpose for your life uh, that is uh, sometimes we understand, sometimes we don't uh, understand it because we don't take time to really uh, seek God out to, to help us find our passion. A lot of people in life, I, how do I say this? I'm trying to be kind when I say this, but it, it's going to sound very uh, harsh. Um, but I'm going to say it, I think, since this is a podcast for leaders, right? Yes, this yes. is about leadership and things. Um, a lot of people have uh, passion for things, mm. but they don't have gifts to accomplish them. A lot of people, like, let me use illustrate that. I have a passion to be a concert pianist. Mm. Pianist. I want to be. I really want to be a, a concert. I want people to come to me at Carnegie Hall. I, I want to be a. And I, I I've taken lessons and I listen to other people and I watch videos and YouTube and I want to be a concert pianist. I'm passionate about that. Mm. But I don't have the gift. Yeah. You see the difference? To yes. be passionate about something without the gift is. You're you're going to frustrate yourself and those around you uh, in ministry, especially youth ministry, young adult ministry. But 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 what I talked about earlier in this podcast, if you can find that sweet spot, that spiritual DNA DNA sweet spot where your passion matches your gifts, hold on, watch out, step Mm. back, watch God use you at the next level. He'll he will take you. You won't take yourself. He will take you to the next level of youth ministry effectiveness. It's not you have to struggle or get to know someone so they put you in a position, give you a title. It'll naturally just happen yeah. when you get your passion and your, your calling all in the same spot, your giftedness. And so that, that's one thought. I'll close with this thought using Scripture. It says, without me, you can do nothing. A lot of uh, youth leaders I work with around the world, they're discouraged, they're flustered, they're, they're just uh, ready to give up. And um, I use these two verses to remind them uh, about just stay the course, you know. It says in the, the Bible, without me, you can't do anything. But with me, you can do all things. So I encourage youth leaders listening today that are discouraged or flustered or kind of flat right now, uh, find ways to get closer to God. It says, with me, you can do all things. How can you get with God? How can you get closer to him? And I would challenge my colleagues listening today to, to find those approaches. For me, it's music. I love Christian music. It just elevates me. When I'm not just doing just right, I get in my car. I just I have a great sound system. I just let it roll, and it just connects me. Of course, you can never uh, 
And for me, uh, prayer is a, is a connecting point, a special. God and I talk a lot about a lot of things, kind of different than some, some of my friends do. I argue with God about things. Uh, we have very, we agree to disagree about certain things. Uh, uh, and then, of course, the Word of God, anytime you can get in the Word uh, or use your testimony, your witness, that draws me closer. When I do for others, it feeds my soul. So the people listening need to find, without them, you can do nothing. You have to remember that. Yeah. We can't do anything without them. We, we, I don't care how educated you are, how, how, you know, how famous you think you are, <laughs> your legend, your own mind, or whatever. You can't do anything without God. If He's not a part of that, but with Him, we can do all things. So that's my closing thought. Just stay close to Jesus.